fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. That's what I'm talking about. This is The Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier. Welcome into the program. It is a pre-Friday celebration. Had to take a day off yesterday. The uh, whatever it was had me under the weather. I just had to take a day. Today, I am feeling 110% better. Outside of the voice, that just sounds bad. I feel it doesn't it doesn't feel as bad as it sounds, promise me. So, let's work through it together. Welcome into the program. Great to have you along for the ride today. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, multiple radio stations, TV stations, live streaming and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you. Your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day. I am wondering, I got to get an update. Haven't heard from her, Jen Saki. She got tested positive for COVID-19. Now, I did not get tested. I don't know if it's COVID or not, but guess what? A day off and I'm back at it. Where's she at? Anybody see Jen Psaki? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. We'll get to that here in just a little bit. We have a huge show lined up. I mean, we missed a day. We got to play a recap here and uh, play catch up. But a big show for you today. Bottom of the hour, we have David Luxton. He is a defense industry expert. He's also chairman of the K, uh, K West Microsystems. We'll talk about Russia and the Ukraine. We'll talk about the war going on over there, how we can be prepared militarily and security-wise if something like that happened. But I don't want to waste any time because we have a huge special treat for you right here to kick off the top of the hour and beginning of the show for you. What's trending today? Now, this is probably going to get me booted off of social media. That's okay. It's probably going to get me censored on uh, uh, on the interweb in some way, shape, or form. Totally cool. But I am so honored, so happy to have this guy on the program. He has the latest piece out of The New American, which you can find thenewamerican.com. Why did so many people fall for the COVID narrative as... He's been on many different platforms, including Joe Rogan's podcast, among other places as well. He is a microchemist. He is uh, a great activist here trying to let people know what the heck's going on. Super honored to have on here with us here at Dr. Robert Malone. Doctor, how are you, my friend? Pretty good. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you loud and clear. I appreciate you coming on the show today. What a treat to have you on here. I know that you're a super busy guy, so I appreciate that. And uh, you've been trying to get this message out. After you coined the term, really, the mass formation psychosis, you've kind of blown up all over the place. And everybody that talks about you kind of gets shut down. So that's got to be kind of a pride of honor there, isn't it? (laughs) A badge of honor, yeah. Yeah. Um, and And I continually get attacked by the legacy media. Um, uh, the other day I had a nasty gram from, uh, the business insider, which is a leftist, some say communist publication. And, uh, I called up a colleague about it and he said, Oh yeah, that's definitely a badge of honor. I got one too. Yeah. So you know what, if, if they're shutting you down and going out of their way to try and shut you down that much, then you must be doing something right here. Your piece out of the new American talk a little bit about this. Why did so many people fall for the COVID narrative before we get to that? Let's talk about where we're at right now. We're a year, two years into the pandemic. We're about a year, almost a year into the vaccines coming out and the mandating of the vaccines. Are you or are we as a society, do you think, where 
you expected us to be with this mass formation psychosis, with the government, with everybody trying to bully us into the, the direction that they want us to go into. Are we about where you expected us to be at this point? No, uh, I was hoping that um, we would be past this point. I, I really thought when Europe opened up and dropped the mandates that there, it was going to force the Biden administration to follow along. And to my great surprise, they didn't. Uh, they're still deep in it. They renewed the state of the emergency, even though there's no medical emergency. They continue to insist on masking, for instance, in airplanes, despite the fact that virtually every major executive of the airline industry is calling for that to be rescinded. Um, the, they, this, the government seems to be deep in on um, using this uh, medical health situation to justify some really uh, egregious, really um, heavy-handed sure. act- actions um, on on all of us that really deprive us of a lot of fundamental freedoms for no particular reason, no justification. Yeah. Well, and that's the big question. I mean, what's the end goal here to be able to use this? I mean, I know on the other side of the aisle, they always love to use that term of never let a crisis go to waste. But what is the end goal to try and abuse that by still having masks in certain places? I mean, obviously, though, it wasn't big enough for them to make Congress mask up during the State of the Union just a month or so ago. So it must be on the way out in some way, shape or form. But what's the end goal to force the vaccines, to force the masks and to continue this charade when every other country is starting to let this stuff go? That's a great question, and uh, I, you know, for some reason they don't invite me in uh, for presidential briefings, <laughs> so I can't really say what's going on there, or if anybody is really uh, thinking here, or rather, are they just reacting and on autopilot? It kind of seems like that, that uh, the government right now is so wrapped up in their own um, narrative, yeah. their own belief system. And, of course, this does feed into Matthias Desmond's hypothesis about mass formation. But uh, we it's not just the federal government. The state of California is deep in crazy land right now. Yeah. You've talked a lot about the mRNA vaccines, which obviously you had a huge hand in in, uh, in the creation of those uh, early on, uh, way back when. And now we're starting to see a lot of the cases to where we saw the Delta, we saw the Omicron variant. Now we see this BA.2 or whatever it is, this new variant of the Omicron, to where they don't necessarily uh, get stopped by a vaccine. And you've said that so many times. Now we have like Jen Psaki, the communications director right now, and the press secretary uh, being uh, tested positive for COVID after getting triple vaxxed and wearing a mask all the time, walking up to the podium. Are people starting to wake up and realize, wait a second, like you're doing all the procedures here and yet we're still getting it. What the heck's going on? Yeah, they've been waking up uh, really since Christmas time when a lot of families gathered and had a mixtures of highly vaxxed persons and unvaxxed. And the observation that many families made was that the ones that had received the vaccines seemed to be getting worse disease and seemed to be uh, more likely to get infected than the unvaccinated even. Yeah. It's a strange situation, and it's a little worrisome. There is a line of research and thought that the multiple vaccinations, three and four different doses, is causing a suppression of your T-cell responses 
in particular. And um, th this is what leads to the discussion thread that many are pursuing, that this is a form of acquired immunodeficiency syndrome caused by the vaccination. Now, people get, get kind of confused by that and they say, oh, AIDS, this is somehow the vaccines are causing the AIDS virus. No, that's not what people are saying. The point is that the repeated vaccination seems to be suppressing aspects of your immune system and giving rise to a situation in which people may become more susceptible to infection. And definitely, many, many physicians are observing that the highly vaccinated are presenting to them with what they call post-vaccination syndrome. And on workup, they find that many of these people essentially have mononucleosis. They have reactivation of latent DNA viruses. Another one that is popping up a lot now in the highly vaccinated groups is shingles. And the other day I heard a case of uh, two, a couple, same age, uh, you know, middle-aged people. They shouldn't be, actually, they were fairly young compared to me. I'm 60s, uh, early 60s. but they shouldn't have been having shingles in the the situation where two um, you know, spouses, a couple, are both having shingles at the same time. That's just weird. Uh, those that things don't normally happen. Yeah. And this is one of those adverse events that is well known. It's well documented. But the CDC acts as if it doesn't happen. It's very strange. So long term, what does this mean if they continue to get these new doses? I mean, we're talking about annual doses, annual boosters sorts of thing. Uh, if we're more susceptible to this, is it just mean that the, the it's training the immune system to not be able to handle things when it comes across to where it's more dependent and needs as some type of vaccine to fight it for you instead of actually just building the antibodies naturally? Um, that is one way to explain it. And I think it's a good, simple way. It's an oversimplification, but I oversimplify things all the time because it's hard to really dive way down deep into all the complexities without losing people. So I think what you just said is a good kind of first task. Uh, it does seem that the data demonstrates scientific laboratory data that uh, these vaccines are altering the T-cell function. T-cells are really important for suppressing viruses. They're actually our frontline of defense for uh, um, eliminating this particular virus and protecting. Everybody focuses on antibodies. In the case of these respiratory RNA viruses, another example is influenza. Some of the most important immune responses are mucosal antibodies, those are in your nose and in your mouth. They're a special kind called secretory IgA. And they're kind of a front line of defense against these respiratory RNA viruses. And then very much if T cells that control the virus and antibodies that kind of clean up afterwards. So we hear all this talk about the antibody level, but this is another case where um, particularly the press have just become obsessed with something that they don't really understand and they keep repeating it, but it's not what's really driving the protection. There is no clear data. There is no validation is the formal word we use sure. that antibody or neutralizing antibody titers uh, are predictive of protection from SARS-CoV-2 infection. Very interesting. Um, and that's, that's just a narrative that's been pushed 
but it there's no uh, rigorous scientific basis for it. That's wild. We're talking with Dr. Robert Malone. You can find his website with all his work at rwmalonemd.com. You can also find his latest piece out of The New American at thenewamerican.com. Doctor, we got just about a minute left here before we have to let you go, and I appreciate the time. But we talk about this new Great Reset that they tried to push really early on as soon as the COVID pandemic came out, this new Great Reset. Do you think that they're close to achieving that, or do you think that we've started to push back far enough that they're not going to achieve what what they set out to do? Uh, as they say, from your lips to God's ears, I hope that's the case. But then the other day, there was a video of Mr. Biden using this same language and terminology. I think we're in for a long, hard battle here against the folks that have uh, really bought into the idea of globalism and uh, have lost faith in the idea of the nation state. And most importantly for us, no longer believe in America. I think I think that when we hear Mr. Biden using the terms Great Reset, what he's signaling is that he is bought in to the World Economic Forum and the idea of a one world government, and he is no longer invested in the idea of the American experiment. It's a scary thought. You're right. I mean, as he starts pushing the New World Order and the Great Reset now, it, in all this crazy times and anarchy, it really starts to align the stars and what they're trying to do. Dr. Robert Lone, we're out of time, my friend. It's an honor to talk to you. Keep up the fight. We'd love to get you back on the show again here real soon. Thank you for the opportunity, and good luck to all of us. Hey, appreciate it very much. That's Dr. Robert Malone. We'll get him back on the show again soon. We'll come back, take a break. We'll come back and recap some of this stuff and more. What the heck's going on out in the world right now? It's The Voice of Reason on a pre-Friday celebration. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, 24 minutes past the hour. Welcome back in. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Thanks again to Dr. Robert Malone coming on the program. I know we're going to get shut down and banned for that interview, but I don't care. That's a heck of an interview, and we appreciate his time very much. We'll get him back on the show. Where are we with COVID-19? We are we with the quote-unquote great reset, and are we moving in that direction? He had mentioned Joe Biden's remarks just recently regarding the great reset regarding new world order i know it's a scary term some people use it in more of a you know illuminati conspiratorial mindset which it can be uh the new world order it was all the terms all the way back when with george hw bush in the 90s if you remember that talking about a new world order and the globalism that was going on with it but he did joe biden did talk about that just recently and we actually going to talk about this yesterday since we weren't able to make it in because of not feeling uh, the best. Uh, this is what he said just a couple days ago. You know, we are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy. Not just the world economy, in the world. It occurs every three or four generations. As one of as the uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946. And uh, since then, we established a liberal world order and that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people dying, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're going to, there's going to be a new world order out there. And we've got to lead it. And we've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. So anyway. Dude, what are you talking about? So many people died prior to leading up to this, and therefore a liberal new order needs to take hold because then all of a sudden free societies are going to have less people dying, and we're going to be able to control the societies. And it's going to do what do you, I don't even know where this was taken at. I, I know he hit there was a backdrop of some name. I didn't even see it because I couldn't read it with him standing in front of it. But apparently, the new world order, the liberal order that's going to be coming globally. Needs to happen so less people die. How convenient at a time where we're starting to come out of the COVID-19 pandemic where we kind of forced each nation to go into these lockdowns with mask mandates and vaccine mandates. How we're shipping out millions of the COVID-19 vaccines from our country into other places as well. Again, I'm 33. I have yet to get the vaccine. I don't know if what I have right now is the COVID-19 COVID or not. If it is, guess what? I was down for a day. I'm back up and at it. My throat sounds bad. Outside of that, I feel fantastic. But... They tell me that I'm going to essentially die unless I get the COVID-19 vaccine. Is this the progressive order of what they're talking about? But according to him, they've brainwashed so many people that the only way that we're going to survive and actually raise death rates and actually or lower death rates to raise livelihoods across the globe is a liberal progressive new world order. That this is what they're pushing as a quote unquote great reset. When they came out with the book just months after the COVID-19 pandemic locked everything down, they had the book released. They talked about a great reset. We're going to take control of the population. And now, oh, you know what? We're on the tail end of this thing. We need to start backing off a little bit. We need to start actually, you know, finishing up our order. And then we get this. You know, we are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy. Not just the world economy, in the world. It occurs every three or four generations. As one of of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946. And uh, since then, we established a liberal world order. And- wow. So you have the COVID-19 pandemic that decimated the economy, 
worldwide because everything locked down. You blame Donald Trump for that. Now we're trying to get things back on track. You lie and say that you created 60 million jobs, which no, you did not. You allowed 60 million people to go back to work. Uh, so kudos to you on that one. Now we have the war with Russia and the Ukraine that's caused some issues. It shook up the stock market. Now the headlines, according to thehill.com, Omicron variant, a BA.2 subvariant, is now prevalent globally, which they say is the new infection to be aware of. Uh, it's made up about 85.9% of cases reported by the World Health Organization just last month alone. Is that the big issue we need to be worried about? According to them, it's even less severe than the Omicron. The Omicron, not very deadly already, so we don't need to worry, but everybody needs to panic because New World Order, right around the right around the corner, to try and help take care of you and this BA2 variant. Come on, man. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I told you. I told you this show was going to fly right on by today. I don't care who you are. I don't care what any other host says. This is by far the fastest hour of radio on, well, radio, multiple radio stations, TV stations, live streaming, and podcasting. Welcome in. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time. Had a message over the break from an uh, online listener saying, hey, go into that deep voice. Try and win over the female demo. Hey, ladies. I tried to do that with Mrs. Voice of Reason. She goes, Andy, you just sound really sick. So thank you that. Thank you for much. Yeah, trying to be all romantic. And no, don't work out that way. I'll go back into the show. Thanks again to Dr. Robert Malone coming on at the top of the hour. The Dr. Robert Malone with the mRNA technologies. As he's like, wait a second, like the vaccine stuff that we created, not intended for what we're trying to push for right now from the government, which I find ironic. The same time we find this headline from studyfinds.org that leafy greens like broccoli and spinach could slow the growth of COVID-19 viruses in your body. Very controversial thing there. Now, again, like I have not gotten the vaccine. I don't plan to get the vaccine. And being 33 years old, if I do get the virus, then I'm more than likely going to be down for a while and then back up. I don't think that's what I have right now. I think I just got a cold or a flu or something. But uh, it doesn't matter. Even if so, I eat some leafy greens. And voila, look at that. Got a lower chance of actually getting severe cases. There was a study like a year ago that said that if you just eat more plants and you eat healthier, you had a 30% decrease in severity of COVID-19 as well. Don't want to talk about that because COVID-19 vaccines are the only thing that's going to let you survive after you still 
take the vaccine, then you still get the virus, right? Yeah. Not supposed to talk about that. Let's get into what's trending for this half hour. What do you say? What's trending today? I am super happy to have on this next guest with us. I want to shift gears a little bit as we talk about the great reset that we played from Joe Biden in that last segment. Not just a reset when it comes to health and control, but also when it comes to your finances, when it comes to security, when it comes to the global economy with the ongoing globalism. Are we prepared and do we have security in place for whatever may come in the future? Because it's a scary, crazy world out there. And this guy's here to talk to us about that. He is a defense industry executive. He's the creator of the combat training Simunition and is now the chairman of Quest as uh, or Quest Microsystems as they talk about next generational tactical systems uh, across the country. It is David Luxton on the line with us here. David, how are you, my friend? I'm well, Andy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming <laughs> on the program. This is a, a fascinating conversation because... Obviously, we're not quite to the point in society yet where we can let our guard down and not have to worry about military operations, not have to worry about bad people doing bad things. Russia and the Ukraine is the prime example of that. My my first question to you is, what is the biggest threat, do you think, in society today? Is it military? Is it nuclear? Is it cyber warfare? What is the biggest thing we need to be focused on as a concern of today's times? Uh, well... Let me use a phrase I used in an interview done uh, with a defense and security magazine. I think of what's happening today as the weaponization of everything. That means space, cyber, artificial intelligence, trade, currency, social media, all of the economy, the electromagnetic spectrum, and all of this in addition to more familiar conventional weapons and some new ones that we're seeing in, in the war in Ukraine today. That's scary. If everything's weaponized, then do we actually have freedom in any of these industries? If we try to buy cryptocurrencies, if we try to do any type of cyber trading, if you you don't want to jump onto Elon Musk's ship and go on to Mars, I mean, is anything safe from militarization and control right now? Well, you know, I, I uh, follow geopolitics and the defense industry and have done for many, many years because I have to. I'm in the industry. And uh, when you look around the world today, you certainly see a heightened level of risk to a degree that's probably not been seen since World War II. And that's risk to physical security and it's risk to the economy, to economic security. And, you know, we've had uh, inflation and rising interest rates, supply chain disruption, the pandemic, and now war, and a war that's being fought in these many domains I mentioned. And that puts at risk physical security, certainly in uh, Europe, and it puts at risk uh, food security in Europe and far beyond. Mm. Uh, how does the food security, that's an interesting point and, and something that I don't think a lot of people really talk about. Uh, what is the threat to food security in those areas? Well, Ukraine is a very significant producer of wheat and, and other uh, agricultural commodities. And uh, certainly already been well established that there are, there are countries uh, in Europe and in North Africa and elsewhere uh, they're going to go short uh, because of the inability now to uh, to supply that grain and, and wheat and to supply those agricultural commodities. And so the uh, scramble is on to figure out how to make up that shortfall. Uh, but it's a dangerous shortfall because one of the last times we saw something like that was the Arab Spring, and it was considered to be 
one of the big contributing factors to the Arab Spring was food shortage and rising food prices. That's a really scary thought. We just played a clip in the last segment of President Joe Biden talking about the new progressive order, a new world order. This is what we need. And that with progressive orders globally being able to lower the death rates around the globe and we need more of this and so on and so forth. Uh, I'm kind of seeing the opposite because if we have these ongoing conflicts, if they control the dispersion and uh, the sending of imports, exports, especially when it comes to agricultural and food, I'm suspecting that we're going to see more people a little more dependent on government and kind of starving themselves out in nations, don't you think? Well, I think the world since the pandemic has become more dependent on government. Uh, you know, no question that we're in a cycle where uh, there's uh, we're much more government intervention in order to deal with crises. But this is a different kind of crises now, and the government is going to have to do, I think, a different kind of reset to ensure that there's physical security in parts of the world where now that order has been upended and uh, decades of security stabilization yeah. have, uh, have now been fundamentally disrupted uh, along with economic security. And, uh, you know, if you don't have security, uh, physical security, and if, and if you don't have security of food supplies, Uh, it's pretty hard to make progress on other types of social progress. Exactly. Yeah, we're talking with uh, David Luxton, the executive creator of Combat Training Simulation, also chairman of Quest. You can find them online at kwessst.com. Let's talk about the weaponization of other things as well, especially like currencies, whether people still use cash, the debit card, credit card, cryptocurrencies. Uh, what is in your mind, what is the best way to protect yourself when it comes to your valuables, your assets? I mean, where should we be putting our money in or where should we not be putting our money in right now? Well, I'm not an expert on that, Andy. I, I do uh, read a lot of uh, uh, purported expert uh, opinions. I see that there's pretty conflicting opinions on on where to put money these days. I mean, I put my, my money in, in defense company stocks and things that I understand. And of course, in the present environment, uh, you know, they're, they're uh, doing well for the most part, some of them extremely well. <clears throat> and uh, companies that are in their supply chain uh, will do well. And I think for some time, because the kind of Reset in security arrangements we're seeing right now, I think, is going to go on for a long, long time. We've seen record increases in defense budgets uh, really across the board, and in particular in the U.S., where that's now top $780 billion plus another $130 billion for the Ukraine war. <clears throat> so uh, it's a no-brainer to think that uh, defense and security companies and their supply chain vendors uh you know will continue to do well out of this so uh i can just tell you where i'm putting my money and uh, that's where it is yeah no absolutely the biden administration just came out in the last day or so saying that they would respond which uh, i would say duh obviously but they said they would respond if putin used any chemical or biological weapons with the conflict going on right now between Russia and the Ukraine and then concerned about here in the U.S., whether the Russian ties to Central American countries or the uh, to the different allies that we have in different parts of the world or the fact that we may get militarily involved with Russia, which would also tie in China and just cause a whole fiasco. Are we right now in the state that we're in with the U.S., are we prepared for that sort of thing to happen? Worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, I don't think anybody's prepared for. <clears throat> Worst case scenario is too horrible to think about. 
So the scenarios short of that, <clears throat> I think, are what planners and strategists are thinking about. Uh, they're certainly thinking about how to defend against uh, biochemical attacks, and and certainly there is equipment and technology, you know, that will do that. Um, how likely is that scenario? How quickly could that kind of equipment be provided to the front lines and to neighboring countries, to Ukraine, where we have a lot of NATO forces in many of those countries? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm not an expert on, on that. I know a lot about those systems, but I don't know how quickly uh, they could be supplied. Uh, you know, I, you see speculation in the in the press of whether Russia might use tactical nuclear weapons uh even a tactical a bomb, nuclear bomb, is uh, is a, a very that would be a very very significant event. Sure. The world would be a different place the next day, and uh, and I'm sure there are a lot of very smart people trying to think through what the appropriate response response to that would be. I mean, we've been assuming uh, from everything I've read over the years that in the last uh, generation or two, the, the that we would not be going to war with Russia, yeah. right? And now we are effectively at war with Russia. Russia is at war with the free Western world. And um, it's anybody's guess how that would play out. We can only hope for the best. We can only hope for the best. It is a scary situation. It's David Luxton. We're out of time, my friend. Go check him out. He's the chairman of Quest, K-W-E-S-S-T. Check him out online, kwest.com. David, it's great to have you on the show, my friend. We're out of time. Let's get you back on again here real soon. Thanks, Andy. Hey, appreciate that very much. We'll take a break, wrap up the show today for a pre-Friday celebration. Lots more to get to. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Boy, I tell you, it flies right on by, doesn't it? Fastest hour of radio on radio. Plus the TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. Welcome aboard. Thanks again to David Luxton on the program. Interesting conversation for sure when it comes to security, when it comes to tactical security, when it comes to the safety of the nation and as the individual. I saw a message on the social media, the live stream. Somebody asked, what do we do? Like, do we take our money out of the banks? What do we do here? Like, it's a scary thought. Where is it safe? And the question is, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, there are some people that I know. I know a lot of people that have said, you know what? I'm completely taking my money out of the bank. I'm putting it underneath my mattress. At the same time, others go even further and say the dollar's not going to be worth anything. I'm going to take it out. I'm going to make it into the tangible hard silver and gold and just be able to have that as trading value, which will always have value. So that's never a bad thing to do. I don't know if I would go all out and do that solely, but it's an interesting concept because right now we are going through a great reset. We are going through a transitional phase right now, and it's not for the better. I would like to say that it's for the better, but we saw it going in the right direction under Trump. And I'm not just talking about Donald Trump here in the nation. I'm talking about globally. At the same time Trump was in office and was running for office, we had conservatives running for the president of Brazil down in South America. We had the Brexit that was going on. We had the dis, uh, the disassembling of the quote-unquote new world order that Joe Biden wanted. It started to deteriorate. Nationalism came back into play, which was amazing. And for those that are like, oh, nationalism is really evil. That's like Nazi stuff, right? That's not true in any way, shape, or form. For those that don't know what the definition of nationalism is, look it up. It's just the pride for your country. That doesn't mean that you want to invade other nations. That doesn't mean that you think you're superior than others. It's rooting for your home team. Like a sporting event, you root for your home team. Yeah, you know what? I am from Chicago, but I'm going to support California. Okay, that's cool, but you know you should root for your home team because most of the time, at least it used to be that way. That's why I don't follow sports a whole lot now. It used to be that majority of your home team had homeboys that were actually on it from your local community. Now you got weird trade things, and you just don't know where anybody's from. But you support the home team. This nation... With all of its flaws, with all of its problems that we've had, with all of its things we still need to work on, is still the greatest nation on the face of the earth. And as Trump said, make America great, keep America great, make America great again. That's what we have to do. America first. What is Joe Biden starting to run on? He doesn't actually promote it with his policy, but he's campaigning on it that he wants to make America great, that he wants to make America first. The whole Build Back Better thing, we're trying to build back America. He wants union jobs. He wants more investment into this program and that program. They see America doing well as the government doing well, which is not the case in any way, shape, or form. But America first. Nationalism. You support your country. doesn't mean you hate the other countries, but you love your country first to make sure that your deals reflect positivity for your country or for yourself. I don't understand this whole liberal uh, world order, which is what Joe Biden said he wants to promote. You know, we are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy. Not just the world economy, in the world. It occurs every three or four generations. As one of as the uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946. And uh, since then, we established a liberal world order and that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people dying, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're gonna, there's gonna be a new world order out there. 
and we've got to lead it, and we've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. So anyway. We have to unite the free world. We have to unite under this liberal world order, this new world order that's coming upon us. We have to lead it. I want you to throw that into the ideas that he's already promoted with uh, wanting to regulate cryptocurrencies, wanting to begin taxing at cryptocurrencies. Why? Well, because how dare you actually have an outlet to make revenue where the government's not getting their amount. At the same time, there was a report that came out, which is why they want to expand the IRS near triple the size that it already is and start doing audits on everyone, is because they believe that there is half of the GDP that's not even being reported out there, half of the revenue being generated uh, nationwide right now that's not being reported to the IRS and that the government is missing out on trillions of dollars of tax money because of all this crazy money that people apparently aren't reporting to the IRS and to the government. They think that there's all this money that we're trying to keep away from them, which I hope we are because to hell with the government and trying to take all of our money. But do you really think that we're trying to hold half of the GDP and half of the money that we generate in the private sector away from the government? Are we even smart enough to do that? Are we even capable of doing that? But they want more control because the quote-unquote great reset, the quote-unquote great new deal, the quote-unquote great new world order is all about economically and they have to control every bit of the finances that you have coming in and coming out of your bank accounts. The absolute insanity. Be cautious of it. That does it for us today. Podcast just up in a little bit. Back at it tomorrow for a Friday to wrap up the week for you. Get you set for the weekend. Until then, this is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.